Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite On Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Ducks Radio, AM 830 KLA. Yeah, you saw, you heard that crack in the voice. Well, <clears throat> I'm getting over it, so uh, whoever whoever gave it to me, Tony, um, getting over it. But uh, anyway, I just want to say good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Oh, man, another, another beautiful New Year, 2022. Wow. But anyway, let me introduce everybody. We've got in the house myself, Sergio, and let me go to Ron Hobbs, the director of the Angler Chronicles Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Hello. There you are. Hello. Okay, I've got in studio Mia, who is actually here, Tony Williams from Bite On Fishing. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning, Sergio. Happy New Year, everyone. Starting, oh. starting off the New Year right, Tony. Yeah, right. Tony, yeah. yeah. And then we've got Mr. Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. And our dear friend, and he's been, God, we've been doing this for a long, 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 long time. I would say Angler Chronicle has been in existence eight years, and prior to that, another seven. Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. And who counts years anyway? I know. We were just before we got on the air. Um, Ron was always was already saying, "I don't know how much longer I've got." You know, everybody's getting. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing in here. Anyway, listen. Before we go anywhere, I see we have a, a caller here. Uh, we've got um, Paul. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Paul, can, can we get Paul on? Okay. Uh, good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year and uh, a late Merry Fishman. Uh, hoping everybody has a good year and catches a lot of different fish and big fish this year. Well, yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, let me introduce you correctly. Uh, you're, you're now the vice president of um, Harbor Rod and Rio Club? Yeah. Okay. So back, for, back for another. <laughs> I, they, for got another you, go. they got you for another year. I will, you know, um, we'll make the announcement here. Uh, Ron and I have decided to join the Hyington Harbor Rod and Rio Club because we're coming for all your plaques. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, you go. there you go. Yeah, no, no. Listen, um, a great club. I highly recommend everybody pay attention. Uh, you've got some Facebook presence there, and um, you know we we try to announce it when we can on Friends of Angler Chronicles. You guys have meetings once uh, once a month. You've got some great speakers. Um, I mean, some of your best speakers I've heard ever. Like when, when Angler Chronicles goes there and gives a talk. You, you like that? Standing room only. <laughs> Standing room only. No, but it, 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 it's a very good club. I highly recommend people think about it. Um, 
it's a good club to join. You guys have a lot of tournaments and stuff. So congratulations, Paul, on VP this year. Hey, well, thank you very much. And I want to, again, I hope everybody has a safe and, and fruitful year and uh, catch a lot of fish and send the pictures in. You, you got it. Hey, listen, uh, out of curiosity, are you going to breakfast this morning? Uh, I'm, I'm helping Mike Marsh uh, get out of his uh, storage. Oh, space. okay. So I'll be one of the. I'll be one of the three trucks that are uh, taking all of Mike's junk someplace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) just kidding. We're helping out a buddy that needs help. Yeah, well, uh, we'll just say good morning to Mike Marsh, too. Good morning, Mike Marsh. All right. Well, listen, Paul, you hang in there, bud. And um, thank you for calling this week. Okay. And uh, we'll go go from there. Okay. And um, I have a feeling. Uh, let me just ask you a question. Paul, will you happen to be calling in for the raffle? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. My bad, my gotcha. bad, my bad. So, so let, let me make the announcement now. So this is what we're going to do. Yeah, because of, um, you know, unfortunately, the flu, luckily not the not corona, but the flu got all of us at one point or another. So that kind of messed us up. But we're we're back in in full bore. So what we're going to do is we're going to do it next Saturday. So the fifteenth, what we're going to do is you're going to call in. You're going to give us your name and phone number. We'll write that down, and then Ron will transpose that onto uh, tickets. Okay, and then on the twenty fifth, Taco Tuesday, we will raffle them off. We're going to have five um, uh, five major gifts. We're going to have two. One and a half day trips, one on the Ocean Odyssey, one on the El Dorado. We're going to have uh, a fishing syndicate rod, and we'll have a, a reel from Accurate, and we'll have the Fin and Feather uh, yearly membership. So I apologize, Paul. I should have gotten the message out, but I re- again, we've been like in and out, in and out, and we're fam- finally hey, back in. Yeah. This is my first. What in three weeks I've been out of my house, so yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I, well, I, he he didn't make the you didn't make the Christmas show. You didn't make the I, the uh, New Year's show. I've Did been you? tested. I've been tested five times, mm-hmm. negative on all of them. I just had a really bad. Well, first it started as a flu, and then I had a head cold. Guys, it's really bad out there, and mm-hmm. everybody I know has had it now, and with the COVID mixed in. Be careful. Yeah, that that thing called fluorona. fluorona. <laughs> my <Yeah>. fluorona. <laughs> this is my first trip out of my house in three weeks. Oh wow! Nice to see you around. Wow. Actually, I think maybe for me too. The only thing I came with for the, well, for we, the, did the shows. we did the Christmas parade did in the Huntington Harbor with Paul, right? At the, uh, oh, that's right. I did. And then no, oh, Ron, no was, Ron down. was already down. I'm yeah. Already down. And we weren't going to do it because we went fishing with Rhonda on the center console. That and day, then, right? Uh, yeah. And Andrew Mack goes, I mean, Andrew, Andrew Mack, uh, Andrew uh, Hard. Hard says, hey, just jump on the AC3 with us. And we just want Rhonda and I just sitting in the back, yeah. right, driving us around. I saw you guys. That was cool. <laughs> so that was great work there, Paul. Very, very good, very good work. Yeah, you know, you brought up a good point about a third to 50% of the. Uh, what we call escort boats that help me as parade captain uh, keep everybody safe. About a third to a half of them were from uh, the Angler Chronicles and fishing community teams that uh, I've met over the years. So thank you very much, all that might be listening today. Uh, That was a lot of fun, and we'll do it again next year. We had uh, 72 boats. Wow. 
Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. Good job. Uh, thank you to all our supporters and for helping Paul and Hyden Harbor Rod and Reel Club. I highly recommend this, this, this thing. You know, we, we go to a lot of them, Ron. We go to the KC Anglers. We go to SoCal Anglers. We go to which ones? What else do we go? We go to the Rod and Reel Club. And we're going to go to Laguna. Oh, Laguna. The one Rod Laguna. and Gun Club, yes. Okay, Rod and Gun Club. Rod and Gun Club. That's yep. tat. Uh, in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> it's a new year, folks. Yeah, but but yeah, no. Um, and happy to become members there, Paul. We're going to become Ron and I are going to become uh, your worst ghosts and nightmares. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, I'll sign off and let other people call in. But hey, have a great one, guys. Thanks. Well, look, call. Remember, call, call in next sorry, week. Go ahead. Call in next I week. I sure will. Okay, you got All it. All right. right. So, Ron, see put this. Later. See you later, Paul. So, Ron, put this down in the books then. And, Tony, we're doing it next mm. week for sure. Next week, I'll ne send out the announcement. Okay, yeah, I'll do it too. All right. And, Steve Carson, to answer you, not Florona, just flu. Okay, that, that's what we have. We, we forget what that's like. It's been so long. Uh, exactly. I'll tell you what, because you know what? Um, I've been double vaccined and boosted, had Delta in July, and then this came around, like, oh, man, another one. My sister, the doctor, goes, she was all happy. She goes, I hope you do have the new uh, uh, Omicron because she goes, it's very minor. It won't give you a, you know, a hard time. You've been vaccinated and boosted, and it'll be minor. And then now you have the antibodies for that one as well. Unfortunately, it was the flu because it lasted forever and ever. So... Anyway, and we're we're good to go. All right, uh, Andrew. Before we get going, I got another caller in here, and I need to get this guy in here. Let me go say the good morning, Trolley. Hey, good morning, Happy New Year, and late Merry Christmas to all the Andrews Chronicles, and uh, just going to say a good good shout out to you guys. Boy, we haven't heard from you forever. Yeah, I've been fishing. Uh, Diamond Valley a lot in uh, Lake Kachuma up in Santa Barbara and different places, but it was just a little too cold today. Last week when I went, the sign said 30 degrees. I had seven layers on top and four layers on the bottom. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to go today. Protest. All right, but <laughs> protest the weather. I love that. But let me ask you a question. How was the fishing at DVL? Uh, it was slow to be truthful with you. We got we got like one big one. We get like a couple. And the other times we get skunked. Uh, the water temperature is like fifty six, and it kept like a five degree fluctuation. And you talk to people, it's really slow. The sad part of it is is the trout. The trout bite. They put like four or five thousand pounds in, or whatever it is. We don't go for that, but. Unfortunately, they all die. So I don't know if it's a shock. They all, when you go to the dock there, they're all laying on the bottom of the uh, of the dock when you're when you're launching your boat. It's mm. like a shock to them. And the ones that survive are just like so scared. They just like they just sit there right at the dock right there. They're scared of the big stripers coming in to get them. And, uh, so how's no the striper bite? bite? So how's the striper bite? Yeah, the striper bite is okay. I mean, but you know, I mean, it's 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 a lot of a lot of people cast and stuff. But the guys who do the fly core, what do they troll? They get 
they're three or four. It's not like a like wide open. You know, it's not. It's a tough fight. Mm-hmm. It's a tough fight. You know, we get in here. Okay. You know, we got a fifteen pounder as our biggest. We've got so far. No, it's a fifteen pound striper. Like that. <laughs> That's a nice yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. 36, 36 and thirty-seven inches. Yeah, we. Most of our stripers, we just bait down on a piece of sardine fly line. Use a four pound test for All right, Charlie, hang on tight. I got to take a, a quick break here on Ducks Radio AMA 30K LAA. We're going to say take a break. When we come back, we'll finish up with Trolley, get into a full report from Andrew Mack and Steve Carson and Ron and Tony and I. We'll be right back. AMA 30 KLAA. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and as we went to break, we were finishing up with Trolley. So, uh, Trolley, so you said DVL, good striper, not so good for uh, trout, and how was Kachuma? Kachuma is excellent. I'm thinking of going tomorrow. Um, it's a great place to go. they got rentals. Uh, you can take your boat. Of course, you got to do the 30-day quarantine. Like any, you know, They have a 30-day instead of a 7-day. So mm-hmm. My new boat, I was thinking of taking it there, getting the tags, bringing it back, and wait 30 days. But my old boat is tagged for that. I was thinking of going. But anyway, on the troll, really nice crappie. Mm-hmm. Really quality trout. It's really good, and the bass people really do good. I don't fish for bass, but 
I watch them in the shallows. They throw those bright baits, and they do pretty good with the bass. So I think it's one of the best fisheries out there right now. All right. Well, listen, we, we'd love to hear your report, and uh, Happy New Year, Trolley, and hopefully we get to see you real soon. Thank you, and I'm just basically just calling to thank you guys for all you do during the year, all the different good things you do, and that's basically what I was calling you. But I will give you a report. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to Okay. All right. Well, we love hearing thank from you, you Trolley. Take care, and thank you so thank much, you. my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Well, listen, um, that started off the Freshwater Report. So I guess I hand it over to you, Tony, and Andrew. Okay. And uh, you want to you go to Andrew? Okay. Andrew, let's go to you first. Okay. And- uh, good morning, guys. So, <clears throat> so, yeah, so the Freshwater has been going off. Um, the rain last week kind of put a, a damper on things. I know the, the trout were affected with biting. Uh, one of those lakes was Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, who continue to stock every week, very heavy. Uh, but the problem with that is that when the rain came in, you know, washed a lot of the dirt in the water, which made it cloudy, um, which made you really have to work for the fish. I uh, I was there on Wednesday um, of all days, and uh, I mean, I probably moved maybe 15 to 16 times uh, just trying to find fish. And what I mainly focused on that day was just following the birds. Because the birds, you know, you see them working back and forth, and they're not doing that to get exercise. They're doing that because the trout are under them. And I just kept focusing on that. And finally, I found a a pair of birds that were there. I casted right in the middle of them. And as soon as that drop shot hit the ground, one little wiggle, and it was smacked. Um, I had the first fish, and about an hour later, you know, doing the same thing, found another pair of birds, casted the same thing, and hooked another one. So I mean, you know, with the water, and the water's improving every day um, as far as the clear the clarity. Mm-hmm. I know uh, the guys out there yesterday uh, for the Friday opener, and uh, and it was tough. Um, I know uh, a couple guys, like uh, the Shark and Crew guys, were out there. Uh, one guy got a four pounder, but uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, it's it's improving every day. You just got to move around and and find these fish. Um, now from there, uh, we're going to go to you know uh, Tony's. Uh, awesome camping destination over there at Mountain Lakes. Um, they've been stocking 1,000 pounds uh, every week uh, throughout trout season. Now, what's opposite about Mountain Lakes is the rain did not affect the water clarity. I was actually there yesterday, mm-hmm. and, I mean, you could see six to eight foot down clearly to the bottom. I mean, the water was crystal clear. The fish were biting, um, but the thing with, with clear water is you have to adjust, you know, what you're throwing. So what I usually throw is like a yellow white hookup bait um, or, you know, I'll drop shot a white worm. And yesterday they didn't want it. Yesterday what they were hitting on was a 132 uh, jig with a small uh, kind of like a clear uh, was clear with a greenish back minnow, mm-hmm. something to imitate a bait fish, and they were slamming that all day. So all right, was, but, but the key, the, I'm going to stop you right there. The key is that, right? I mean... Uh, Ron, Tony, um, Andrew, and even Steve, you guys are more trout savvy than me. Um, adjusting to your surroundings, okay? Um, you, I know you've been touting the white and yellow for a long time, and now you had to change colors. Steve Carson, mm-hmm. why do you think the change in color? What's your thought? Well, he said it right, uh, right early in his description. The water was very clear, and you could see all, you know, it, it's not that clear if you can only see to the bottom in six or eight feet of water. 
if you've ever been to Lake Tahoe and you can see the the bottom in 60 feet of water. Mm-hmm. But but for them, that's pretty clear. And a more subtle, more you know, more natural bait fish replicating color is going to be better. But the main reason to use yellow and white or chartreuse or you know, or hot pink or any of those other colors that are more, that are kind of standard is just so that the fish can see them. So if you've got nice clear water, visibility is not an issue. Very good. Very good. But you still need, but you still need two pound test. <laughs> yeah, two pound test and a big net. All right. Yeah. All right, Andrew. That I, I stopped you because you know there, there's been a change. I, I noticed you know in your reports for the last couple of months it's all been white and yellow, white mm-hmm. and yellow, and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. it changed color. So Mountain Lakes got one day of snow last week too, and it was uh, it was a light snow. Didn't didn't stick much, but I've had some of the best days fishing there in rain or snow. And uh, I've seen, I mean, cold water, cold water. Well, let me let me ask you too something like this. You guys are talking about the rain so much. What about catfish? I, I love fishing catfish after rain and a storm, and they get very active when everything turns turns over. Any any reports of any catfish, uh, Andrew? Um, from what I've heard, uh, the local lakes, not really. I mean, you'll catch the the, the odd one every now and then. But especially with mountain lakes, because it gets so cold, a lot of those catfish gets very lethargic. Mm-hmm. So you actually see them swimming in the shallows, but like just very slow, not really eating anything, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. But as far as like you go to, um, uh, uh, what is that, uh, up there by Kern, uh, Isabella. Mm-hmm. Right now, Isabella, the catfish, that action actually is going like going off pretty good. And a lot of guys on the boats that are actually getting on Isabella, because remember, it's so low. Um, you know, with the water, they're actually starting to uh, find the catfish in the in the, the areas by the dam and a little bit deeper water, and they're getting them. I mean, and one thing that's crazy about Isabella is that there's no limit on catfish. You can go out there and you catch a hundred and be perfectly legal. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't personally, you know, that's I, I always say your moral limit, right. you know, but it's, it's it's that's how many catfish are in there. Yeah, well, that, that's uh, good fishing up at Lake Isabella. Very good. Okay, continue, my friend. Yeah, so from there we're going to go to the Inland Valley San Bernardino County Parks, like Cucamonga, Guasti, Glen Helen, Yucaipa, Mojave Narrows, Parado. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that is setting these lakes apart from many years from what I can remember is that Calaveras Hatchery is bringing in some very quality fish. Like, I'll give you an example. Yesterday at Glen Helen, the line was probably two miles long to get in, the reason for that is they stocked a 15-pound rainbow trout in there, and everybody was trying to catch it. But they, I haven't seen that quality of trout, I don't know how many years ago in those lakes, but it's not just one. They're putting quality. Like every week you see 10-pounders being caught, 11-pounders, you know, a lot of fours and fives, a lot of big lightnings, you know, six, seven-pound lightning trout, because they're also throwing those in mm-hmm. uh, every week. So these regional parks, I mean, they're – I think they're starting to notice, you know, hey, you put bigger, you know, better quality fish, a lot more people are coming, and they're selling a lot more tickets, making more money, which is going back into the stocks, and they're actually investing more in the stocks. So it's definitely paying off, you know, from there. Um, Now, from there, we're going to go up to Big Bear Lake. Um, Big Bear is a little bit slower uh, that's going on right now, and it's not because the fish aren't biting. It's because there's so much snow on the ground and ice on the lake that is keeping anglers away. But I did talk to one guy a couple days ago who was fishing out there, kind of, you know, brave the weather. 
and uh, he was throwing a, um, a little Panther Martin, and he actually hooked up to a nice one out there. But he was what he was telling me was that it's like, you know, as you're walking the shoreline, you notice all these ice, you know, about uh, maybe 10 feet out, and you can't really do anything. And then you see a clearing, and that's where he's throwing in that clearing, and those fish are holding in there, that area, probably because that's where the food, you know, any bugs or anything like that is getting held, and they can actually eat right there. So Big Bear, you know, it's still producing from there. Um, let's go to another lake where I was also yesterday, uh, Finn and Feather. Finn and Feather did their first stocking uh, Thursday night. Actually, it was Friday morning at 2 in the morning. Uh, a full truckload of Mount Lass and Trout. But remember, nobody can touch those fish until February 5th uh, when they have their opener. Um, I was talking to uh, uh, Ed yesterday, uh, the, the VP, and they're going to stock about five truckloads of fish throughout this month until leading up to the opener. So, I mean, there's probably going to be anywhere between twenty-five to 30,000 pounds of trout going in this lake. Wow. So it's going to be... At least, yeah, with, with Finn and Feather, they're wide open. We've had the years where we go there, and I just talked to Brett yesterday, and um, he's really excited about the stocking that they're doing. And they stock, we're not talking a 1,000 pounds, they stock no, we, we tens actually, of thousands. We've actually made the pilgrimage there, and yeah. um, we've had just amazing, amazing fishing. Um, let me just say this, since you mentioned uh, Palmdale, Finn and Feather, uh, that's one of the the give one of the prizes that we are going to be raffling off um, at Taco Tuesday. So next week when you call in, you get a number. One of the things that you or raff or or, or, or V mm-hmm. what you're going after is a fin and feather memberships worth about a thousand dollars. And uh, on top of that, there's a waiting list of how long, uh, Andrew? To, if you wanted to get uh, it's about about 400 people on the waiting list. So. Basically, somebody that's going to call into Angler Chronicles and come into Taco Tuesday to win is going to win something that's not available to anybody else this year. Yeah, I know. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> All right. Let, hang on tight. i got to take a short break. We'll come back to you in a second. A lot of stuff happening in freshwater, so we'll, we'll keep at it. This is Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA, here in beautiful Anaheim Stadium. I love it. Uh, Angler Chronicles will be right back. Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized 
polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio AM 830. KLAA. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And as we went to um, a break here, we were having some catfish talk in here. We were reminiscing of the days, the nights at uh, Irvine, Irvine Lake. Lake. Okay, big cats. But uh, let me go back to Andrew. Okay, and let's uh, let's talk some more, Andrew. Yeah. So since you brought up Irvine Lake, uh, they actually stock next week. Uh, they've been stocking uh, uh, every other week with uh, with about a thousand pounds of trout. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard of uh, any catfish really being caught lately. But what kind of showed up, which was a little weird. I know they have them in there is a couple sturgeon were actually caught. Um, you know, obviously they were caught and released. Um, you know, I, I think I heard of three of them that were hooked. At, at uh, Irvine? Recently. Yeah, at Irvine, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were they were probably, like, maybe in the four-foot range. Oh, wow. I mean, they were, you know, were good-sized sturgeon. Those are... uh, but the guys that are catching them, they're, uh, they're getting them on, uh, on crawlers, on night crawlers, as they're Ooh. fishing for trout. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a rarer catch, but, you know, surprisingly, they're... they're Still a few in there from probably many years ago. Yeah, there's a monsters in there too. Those okay. sturgeon have been in there for for some years. I remember float tubing that lake, and you see a sturgeon, you know, come up and breach the water, and then go back down. It's like watching a dinosaur. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There, there were there were a couple of really big ones stocked that were stocked at like uh, 200 pounds. One one died. I don't know if it was hit by a boat or whatever, but it was found washed up. The other one, uh, you know was hooked a few times never never even remotely landed they were just giants then there were then there were maybe a dozen stocked that were in the 70 pound range and uh i know of one or two of those that were caught again exactly like, like you say by uh, trout anglers using night crawlers right on the bottom and then at one point there were there was a, a modest stocking of you know like like two footers at the time which would have only been a couple pounds hmm. Um, I, I guess I would have figured that, that they might have grown a little bit bigger than four feet, but on the other hand, it's a super long-lived 
um, a super slow-growing species, so you know what? Maybe that, that's all they grew. And, uh, of course, Irvine, like all lakes, has suffered uh, some massive fluctuation in the water level, to say the least, and it's been low for a while compared to its historic highs. So, you know, maybe they just don't have enough food. It's hard to say. For, to me, for as long as they've been in there, four feet, even for the smallest ones at the time of stocking, seems a little bit small. But, you know, on the other hand, I mean, it is what it is. Right, right. All but right. But, but in theory, there's some really big ones in there if they somehow have managed to survive the, uh, the big fluctuations in water level. All right, well, let's talk about that. I mean, you know, we had a you talking water levels. Um, we had a lot of rain in a very short amount of time. Um, mm -hmm. you, um, you put something up, Steve, about Lake Oroville, okay? Um, how's that doing? Well, well, Oroville's coming up, and, um, you know, I'm not sure how many people followed the saga of Oroville uh, after, after they almost lost the dam and, and wiped out the city of Sacramento, not even counting that. And you may recall, and, the, and here's a contrast, Sergio. It was really just a few years ago, live on the air. We were, you know, we were talking. I was in a hotel room somewhere just watching the, uh, watching the water level, of, you know, in, in real time on the Internet. It's amazing what you can watch these days. Mm -hmm. And right as we were going off the air, so it was just a couple of minutes before 7 on whatever that date was, uh, we were watching the water level inch up, inch up, inch up, and it's like, oh, and the water's going over the, over, it was not over the main dam, it was, at that point it was the emergency dam. We had no idea at that time what a dangerous situation it was going to be. And so, you know, a, a couple of billion dollars later and, and repair of, of all the damage that was done, um, that lake was at its lowest point ever earlier this summer uh, to where there was there was no more water intake for the power plant. In other words, they built the dam to make electricity. That's why they built it. And the water level got so low that uh, that they, you know, they, uh, they couldn't make electricity anymore. So they shut that down. Uh, and then just uh, a couple of days ago, they fired it back up. The water level's back up. Now... In my opinion, only because of because of that near disaster that they had with the dam, uh, Oroville is never going to be allowed to fill all the way up to full pool again. Um, so that you know, and, and any kind of a, of a reservoir like that, that last that last 50 feet of water, you know, but between uh, uh, or below the the, uh, the full pool is a huge amount of water. And the reason it's so relevant to people are thinking, like, Lake Oriole, that's a long ways away from here. Well, it's still in California, A. And B, um, Lake Oroville is the start and the top end of the California Water Project. Hmm. So all the reservoirs that we talk about in the California Water Project, and by the way, the bottom of the California Water Project is none other than Diamond Valley. So the water starts out in Lake Oroville, it ends up in Diamond Valley, just uh, so you understand how it all works. Wow. But point being, point being is it's up over from the middle of, of summer when it was its low point ever, it's now up over 100 feet. It's got, a, it's got another, I'd have to look, another 100 and so feet to go, but uh, very, very encouraging. And, and also not everybody understands that it's not the rain that really fills up our reservoirs. 
it's the melting snow. So when there's heavy snowpack up in the mountains, uh, eventually in you know in April or even May, when that snow finally melts, that's what fills the reservoirs up. And we have a pretty good snowpack, my understanding, correct? Yeah, yeah we do. We do. All right, so that that's going to help out because I mean, you know, we do live in a in a in a drought state, and uh, we've suffered quite a bit. I know there's been a pretty good improvement. It's only the improvement is only though temporarily. I think uh, for the immediate future, we need a lot more uh, rain. Unfortunately, that messes up my salt water. <laughs> but you know, um, rain is good. Cold is good for some of these lakes and the trout, right? So. Um, just bring it on. I just said keep bringing it on. Thanks for all that information. Uh, I had no idea that the Oroville, Oroville actually fed Diamond Valley Lake. I had no oh, idea. That's crazy. Well, and, there, and, there, and there's like 10 reservoirs in between, not to mention the aqueduct. So oh, wow. it all comes from there. All right. Well, Andrew, tell me some more. Oh, yeah. So now that uh, Steve brought up Diamond Valley, uh, Diamond Valley actually just got a stocking on Thursday. I'm sorry, on Tuesday, with uh, 3,500 pounds of lass and trout, uh, 500 of those uh, pounds were lightnings as well. And these fish, they came big. I mean, they came, the average was probably maybe five to eight. Mm. There was a lot of those, a lot of bigger lightnings. Um, they were biting like I mean, they were, from the reports I've heard from guys, that if you were in the first hour, you mm -hmm. were getting bit. As soon as that sunlight came over the top and kind of heated up the water a little bit, then everything kind of started getting picky, and then you had to pretty much work for it at that point. Um, but one thing about uh, Diamond Valley is, you know, if you never fished it before, there is a lot of shore access um, to the right of the dock as you or as the marina as you get there. Mm -hmm. um, there's like three or four holes where a lot of the trout, you know, hang in. And then if you go to the far left, you got to pass all the rocks because uh, anywhere in close in there is close to fishing. Um, but as long as you pass the rocks on the left side, if you keep walking, is okay as well uh, for fishing. And then, of course, you know, if you get the big swim bait, you'll get, you know, you'll get the occasional big striper that will mistake your swim bait for a real trout, and, you know, then you got a trophy. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope everybody paid attention to that. You know, unfortunately, trolling hasn't had a lot of luck at uh, Diamond Valley Lake, but I, I did see some photos this week mm -hmm. of some fish being caught there. So, and he yeah. doesn't he doesn't target trout so much. The trout at Diamond Valley I've seen are mostly along the shore. It's, mm -hmm. it's more of a shore food because yeah. there's, you know, they're they're worried of, they're they're going to get eaten by all the stripers. But right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Diamond Valley, keep going. You got more. There we're going to go over to uh, or to Riverside County, kind of the same thing. Um, we got a Lake Skinner and Rancho Harupa have been stocking every two weeks. But one lake I kind of want to bring up is uh, Lake Kauia. Um Lake Kauia is out there in Imperial Valley. Um, again, this is this is a lake that they tried to close a few years back, and uh, the locals and uh, uh, the DVO uh, club guys over there, they've been really fighting to keep this lake open. And they've been stocking. They've been stocking every couple weeks. Um, I'm not sure the exact reason why they want to close the lake um, as far as uh, I want to say they want to turn into just pure drinking water if maybe there's not enough funding or whatever. But if they keep stocking these fish, I mean, it's bringing a lot of people in. They're getting good revenue. So I, I can't imagine that they would uh, keep it closed. Um, but they do have a, a, a DBO trout derby set up on February 5th. Um, everybody's welcome to join that. Uh, just, you know, contact those guys out there. So that's um, from so from there, kind of cool. 
Um, now we're going to go up to, uh, well, San Diego County. You have uh, Santee Lakes, which is kind of like a pay lake. They have like seven different lakes there. Um, they've been stocking uh, every about two to three weeks or so of a trout. Um, they've been doing very well as well. Um, these fish are, are, again, they're in the three to six pound range, kind of mixed. Um, but uh, if you remember last year uh, with that, I mean, they, they don't just have drought. Last year what happened was uh, one kid, I believe he was 14 years old, caught a, a 15 and a half pound largemouth out of there. So they have some good quality bass in there as well. Um, and, you know, in those ponds cruising around. You know, then you got like Lake Denny, Lake uh, Lake Poway. Um, they also been stocking, you know, 1,500 pounds here and there. Um, so from there, uh, we're going to go a little bit north. Uh, probably Steve, I know Steve's real familiar with this lake, Lake Amador. Uh, lake Amador, they've been stocking 700 to 1,000 pounds of cut bows uh, every week. Um, now, Steve, what you know what cut bows are? Can you explain that? Cutbows are a, uh, a hybrid of cutthroat and rainbow, and also the folks at Amador kind of have their own special strain that they that they fine tuned over the years that uh, that works well in there. They have their literally their own hatchery system and grow out pens in the lake, so so they can, they stock a lot. They're sort of like uh, how their their whole operation is sort of like how Irvine Lake used to be when it was a privately run organization. They, they stock a, uh, a large load of trout. That is, Amador does. They stock a lar- large load of trout uh, every single week during the season. Uh, you know, they've got boat rentals. They've got a, you know, a, uh, a concession stand, et cetera, et cetera. Pretty doggone good fishing. And if you already were, were experienced with uh, uh, Irvine Lake, back in the day and caught a lot of fish back in those days, you would be very, very comfortable and fit right in at Amador. Not to be confused with Almanor. Sounds almost the same. Uh, It's about 120 miles away from Amador and is way up in the mountains. Okay. All right. Andrew, you got your answer. Yep. Yeah, one more thing about Lake Amador that I know it's, it's they, I don't know if they've been keeping it kind of hush-hush, but they kind of, you know, gave some teasers out there. Lake Amador is going to have a new strain of trout uh, come in September, uh, September-October when they start stocking, uh, pretty much end of 2022. And now this is going to be a blue trout. They haven't officially named it yet. Uh, they they purchased the, these fish actually uh, when they're making uh, – the lightning trout, or you know, Steve knows the other name, the Virginia. What, what's that other name you call the lightning, West, Steve? West, uh, West Virginia <laughs> Centennial Golden Rainbow Trout, and uh, they, yeah, so, so they were they were originally uh, uh, developed back in the 1970s. Developed. That's that's mm-hmm. really not the right word. They were noticed. It's a it's a natural uh, variation in rainbow trout, and somebody spotted one in a hatchery. Like, whoa, look at that. And they separated it out, and uh, you know, and they bred it with the regular ones, and then the, um, uh, a moderate number of the of the offspring also had that recessive trait. So then they bred the, they bred the ones together that had the recessive trait, and boom, they all, all the all the offspring came out in that in that beautiful uh, you know gold and, and pink color. And uh, now they're I don't want to say they're super popular and super common, but uh, but, but they're, they're somewhat common 
around the country and uh, much more popular in some areas than others. There's even, for some strange reason, in, uh, in part of uh, western Pennsylvania, the water's just right. They actually have wild ones where they, they have naturally reproducing wild ones in the streams, and they call them palomino trout there. All right, so, hold on, hold on uh, to that. Hold on, DMI. hold on, hold on to that Palomino because I got to take a short break here, and we'll come back. I want to hear mm. the rest of this. Ducks Radio AM eight thirty KLA Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Ducks Radio, AM 830, KLAA. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, this is Troy Terry, and you're listening to Ducks Radio, AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. We're on Ducks Radio, AM 830, KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and uh, Steve, talk to me about Palomino. I just, I mean, I hear Palomino, I, I think of a horse, uh, but... It's uh, pretty cool. I didn't know the difference. I got bucked yeah. off of one once. Okay. Finish up, Steve. Well, yeah, no, that that's pretty much it. It's just, uh, you know, it started out by, by kind of a pure luck thing and somebody noticing one one brightly colored trout out of, you know, how many zillions, uh, li- uh, you know, they produce in the hatchery and thinking, hmm, maybe we can uh, expand on that uh, by selective breeding. And uh, so that's what they did. And, uh, you know, they call them lightning trout. They have, uh, you know, a lot of different names around the country in, in the states where they stock them. And going back again, I hate to keep bringing up the old Irvine Lake because that's not fair to the new operation. It, you know, it's a completely different thing now. But uh, Irvine Lake and back in the day did stock as many of them as they could, you know, as they could easily get. And I used to track the catch rate pretty carefully. And compared to... Re- in air quotes, you can't see the air quotes, air quotes, 
regular rainbow trout, the catch rate on the on the uh, uh, lightning trout, uh, golden rainbow trout, uh, Sierra Golds, they had so many names, the catch rate seemed to be a little higher. Now, whether, whether they were uh, dumber, <laughs> less cautious, more aggressive, uh, had, had vision that wasn't as good so they couldn't see the line, hard to really say. Hmm. But it just seemed like for any, any given quantity that were stocked, that uh, a higher percentage of them get, got caught, which is good for anglers. You know, who can complain about a fish that wants to bite? Right, right. Well, you know, the, the, this I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with this blue mm-hmm. trout. And, you know, the colors for Angler Chronicles are blue and white. Maybe they should just call it the AC. The AC trout. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll probably end up calling it Ama Blue or something like that. Angler Blue. Angler Chronicles Blue. Oh, Angler blue. AC Blue. Yeah, there you go. Right. So as, as Steve was saying about the lightning, um, it's the same story with these blue ones. One day somebody was walking around the pins and noticed there was maybe one or two that had a bluish color. They pulled those out and they started breeding those as the same way they did the lightning. And now they actually have, it's a new blue trout that, I mean, this thing, there's some that are really like a, like a really bright blue and some a darker blue. But come in October, you know, uh, I know that uh, I talked to the lady over there at uh, Lake Amador and they have about, I want to say about 6,000 uh, 6, heads of these uh, uh-huh. blue trout. So uh, they're about, she said they're about 8 inches, 8 to 10 inches right now. So about October, they're going to be in about, probably about 2 to 2 and a half pounds. They're going to start releasing a few here and there. That'd be kind of so, cool I mean, to I see. Yeah, definitely. And see if you can get a picture. Uh, have one of the, um, have them take a snap a picture of these little ones and send it over. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll have to call her again and then uh, and then get all that information. Another thing uh, that he did bring up about the lightning trout, um, from my personal experience of why I think that they get caught more, is because you can see them. And a lot of times, even at Fin and Feather, like you'll see them in a group of like 10 to 15, and you throw a jig because you know they're coming. You throw a jig in front of them, you'll see these things start chasing, chasing, coming after it. And you know, okay, well, here it comes. And you could slow your jig down and let them catch up to it rather than like a rainbow where you can't see it. You know, and then you know, who knows how many times, you know, you get swiped at or get missed by a fish that you don't even see. But I think with the lightning, because you can see them, you know, you can pretty much target them better. Mm, your, your thought on that, Steve? Uh, good concept. And, uh, you know, for, <laughs> for sharper anglers, that's, that's probably very valid. I'm not sure that that's exactly what applied at Irvine, but... Um, Sure, it's in a feather. I'm sure. I'm sure it applies, and some other lakes probably also there too. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. It is a fun fish to catch when you catch it, and the and the meat's a little bit different too. Then uh, you know it's yeah. a bright pink meat. It's almost like a salmon color. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if these new blue strand will have the same same white or well, you know, pink we, we we talk meat. a lot of trout, and you know I'm not a, a you know big trout guy, but how do they taste? Amazing. And that, what's your yeah. favorite way to prepare it, Tony? I'd, bake it, bake it. Put some uh, put some seasoning on it and fry it out. I mean, you're either going to fry it where you get a nice crisp. I like to eat the skin too. So if you fry it, it's a good skin. But if you bake it, it it's you know it's it's great. I don't eat the skin when you Ron's bake it. Ron's shaking his head. He's how like, how nah. do you do it, Ron? Tin foil. After you catch the fish, just gut it, flip it open. 
put it butter, garlic, salt, whatever you want. Put the tinfoil on, throw it on a fire, like oh, when yeah. you're camping. Mm-hmm. And just then like the uh, not only that, when you do eventually cook, it's just a couple minutes, three or four minutes per side. Flip it over, and the skin sticks to the tinfoil, so it just comes right off. It yeah. is. I, and you know, not only that, it's always because you're really hungry. Right. But that is the best. Absolutely the best. All right. Especially know. fresh caught yeah. while you're Well, camping. you know, I'm not I'm not a big fish enthusiast as far as eating, oh, but, you know, I, I try it. I've seen you try a couple. Bites. You know, and, and uh, let, let's see some trout. I did. What happened with the trout, my story is this. We went down, like I said, this one famous trip I did to Argentina, right? And we had brought a whole bunch of, you know, regular meat and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and we were on a five-day camping trip in the middle of the Andes. I mean, well, their their generators went bad or something went bad mm-hmm. with refrigerators, and we lost all the oh, meat. No. So the only thing we did have was pasta, made it, right. that they some noodles, and the trout that we were catching. Right. So I have never had trout sauce for your noodles. Check that one out. Yeah. Okay. I had trout for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three days. Um, you don't want it again, huh? Well, you know what? It was pretty good because everything was a little bit different. And um, it got so bad, I saw Gaucho come down and was actually staring us at this lake. And mm-hmm. I made a deal. Uh, we traded some trout for uh, uh, a goat. And, it, you know, Chivito, <laughs> we call it Chivito. It was, oh, my God, was that great. Wow. But anyway, yeah, that's um, so. I'm interested, you know, how to prepare some of this stuff, and maybe what we ought to do is put some um, some recipes. Oh, I've got some incredible recipes. Even put some them stuff up my on Friends of Anger Chronicles. And, like, yeah. share, this is a time for trout, you know, and we're we're gonna do this trip over to Fin and Feather, mm-hmm. okay? And um, I'm I'm gonna try some of these recipes. It's all about the spices, man. You just it's all about the spices. Which bite on would you recommend? (laughs) The anise or the garlic? Garlic, (laughs) yeah, always. All right, all right, Andrew. So uh, okay, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up with um, with fresh water. Yeah. So um, basically, what I kind of want to do is transition over to salt. Um, But what I've been seeing lately um, is a lot of striper. That mm-hmm. are being caught. Uh, a lot of the lakes, like Pyramid Lake uh, over there off the five, uh, Castaic, you know, a lot of these guys that are getting there right after they do the state stock, they're throwing in the, um, the big swim baits and catching them. But one thing I'm starting to notice, and I know it's not as common, I know we picked it up last week, but I'm seeing more and more striper off the sand, you know, mm-hmm. off the beach. And, and they're not small ones. I mean, these are, you know, above 10 pounds. You know, in the ocean there, I mean, I know they're more common like San Francisco and all this stuff, but I'm starting to see still. I mean, I know last week the guy caught, you know, back to back to back. He had three double-digit stripers right there in Orange County off one of the beaches at night. Hmm. And it's like, you know, starting to see, I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're surf fishing, you know, you're going to think, oh, I'm only going to catch a bat ray or I'm going to catch, you know, uh, what else, maybe a little perch or something, but... Man, can you imagine getting three double-digit stripers off the sand? I mean, you know, that's cool. I, I, I should add, Sergio, about that 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 angler. Hmm. Um, he was on vacation, a visitor, literally from Europe, and quote unquote, didn't know better, didn't realize he wasn't going to catch anything doing what he was doing. <laughs> so maybe there's maybe there's some wisdom to uh, going against the grain. Yeah, go exactly. out and have fun. Yeah. Get out and do some fishing. Just get out and do it. I, I do want to send, um, give, get your attention, folks. If you're on Facebook, 
Uh, Steve posted, I love this, the West Virginia Centennial Golden Rainbow and the Palomino Trout, so you guys can see the both versions. That's really cool. Thank you, Steve. Uh, a lot of information uh, goes through there. So, uh, guys, if you're listening and you are on Facebook, you should be, uh, you know, get into this group, Friends of Angler Chronicles. Uh, We've got about 4,000 guys. And then our page on Facebook, that's got, what, thirty five or 36,000. But, I mean, yeah, just join both, okay? And uh, we love it when people... Um, just comment and, and, and let us know what's going on and learn something, okay? We learn something every time somebody posts something really cool. So thank you on that. All right, well, let, I, well, I want to wrap it up with my favorite lake. And I want to, before we go, then we'll do a huge shout-out to our buddy Jonathan Oliver Skinner. He's up at uh, Washington State. Yeah. And what's he doing over there? He should be in Las Vegas getting ready for tomorrow's game. Sunday's game. <laughs> Sunday's game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm afraid, Ron. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Well, the Raiders played Chargers. I'm afraid. Yeah. The, the Raiders are actually, uh, I think they're underdog by three, but I think it's going to be a lot worse. It's going to be a... Uh, what a place to see a game. we got to do one road trip. Well, I'll go to Vegas Why in, in a second, you know, so no problem. Okay, so let's go get... Let's, yeah, so no, let's go to Lake Elsinore. <laughs> Okay, let's go to Lake Elsinore. I know you've been telling me you've been catching some fish this week, Tony. There's been some really nice catfish bites. I got to say, there's so a, the rain did help. The rain did help mix things up a little bit, as it does at Lake Elsinore, one of the largest natural lakes in in California. And I found a spot. It's in the middle middle of the lake. Mid lake. Mid lake, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of shrubbery in that area. And, sure, uh, mid lake. Mid lake. A lot of shrubbery. A lot of shrubbery. <laughs> And if you can get back there, it's a it's game on, man. It's really cool. I've been using some of the Mac baits, which is the pre-marinated Mac uh, mackerel cut, and it's uh, more of a convenience. Already doused it in the bite on Cajun, so it's 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 been a good bite, solid. I've been getting out a couple days, especially after the rain. And uh, you know, when you start hooking up there, one of the keys I was I was still using is uh, the bobber fishing has been really good, you know, and that helps keep your bait out of the weeds and it gives a little bit more resistance when those bigger catfish are biting so i've been averaging four or five pounders i'm lo- still looking for that monster catfish i know there's a big oh one. you know they're there i mean the, the largest one we've caught you know live when danny and we were all filming was 13 pounds yeah it was close to 14 and i've gone that. out with uh with william and he'll tell you where to go because he runs the bait shop there and He'll get you on some fish and tell you how to set it up and what to use. But there's some great activity out there. All right, Lake Elsinore in the house. All right, folks, uh, everybody hang on tight and come back. We'll talk to the sheriff. We'll transition over to Saltwater. There's a lot of information. So, everybody, stay tuned. This is uh, Angler Chronicles on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. We'll be right back. So number two with more fishing more hunting and more adventures on angler chronicles welcome back everybody this is ducks radio ama 30 k LAA, and oh my gosh we haven't heard this in a couple of weeks and yeah he's ready he's ready um you know i looked at this i looked at the uh 
stadium today, and it doesn't look like baseball. It looks like Supercross. And who do I see there in the corner? The sheriff on his big BMW. Okay, Paris the car, <laughs> and he's ready to roll on Supercross at Anaheim, which is what's happening here at the stadium. So uh, he just got off the mound. Without further ado, the sheriff himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. Well, good morning, Sergio. Yeah, I know it. Uh, you were revving up that motorcycle. Well, yeah, you know my my daughter. You know my daughter Rachel. They're really big into that. They'll be at uh, all of those shows at, at the stadium there. I, but uh, I probably I probably will not be at that event or those events. But anyway, I want to say good morning to Steve Carson, Ron Hobbs, Tony. Andrew Mack, you know what? I, I've been missing for a couple of weeks here, and it's good to be back. Just, you know, I, I would like to just say that hopefully we will have a very fishy 2022. Uh, you know, we got a good snowpack. And what I've been thinking about, Sergio and crew there, it's, you know, every year right after the first of the year, I always think about the trade shows coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. And this year we're going uh, we're gonna to start off and, of course, be involved with the the PCS show at the Orange County Fairgrounds. You know, it's getting really big, really big. It's February 18, 19, and 20. In fact, uh, we're running their TV ad every week now until showtime. And for those who have never been to the Orange County Fairgrounds, it's probably the easiest place, uh, most convenient place to find in all of Southern California. It's right at the very south end of the 55 freeway. You find the 55, and go south, and you wind up at the Orange County Fairgrounds. There's a lot of parking there. It's a huge venue. You know that? Stop that, right again, there. Parking. Yeah. Parking is a great place for parking, and um, it, really good parking. Ron, we go every year. We, you and I have been going since the first one, and I remember when it started, it was real small, yeah. and now it's like in multiple buildings, okay? So great parking, uh, great event, um, great seminars. I like their seminars they, they have there. Uh, some of the local bass guys are, are involved in that. That's kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, most definitely uh, the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Magazine has this show, and we will be there. We're actually going to have our, our own booth there. So we have a 10 by 20 run. We'll be hanging out with uh, our friends from Freedom Boat Club, Andrew, let's see, Andrew um, Hard. We're going to be with, near Ben with Accurate. We'll be there as well. Uh, let's see, uh, Fishing Syndicate's going to be there as well. Steve, is Penn going to be there? Uh, as far as I'm being told, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, it's funny. I was looking at their uh, publicity poster the mm-hmm. other day online, and, and we're definitely on there. Therefore, we'll be there. All right. So, yeah, Steve. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in charge of shows. I'm just in charge of showing up when they tell me to. Yeah, not shows, showing up. I like that. <laughs> so, Steve, you'll, you'll be there as well. So we'll have um, all our friends nearby around us, and uh, it'll be fun. It's a it's a really good show. Okay? So you're right, uh, Danny. I'm glad you well, brought it up. Re- yeah. I'm yeah. really looking forward to the PCS show. And, again, it's February 18, 19, and 20. And, of course, uh, following that is the Fred Hall Show. March uh, 2 through 6. Mm-hmm. March 2 through 6. So it is showtime, to be sure, oh, in yeah. California. Always, it really it gets the, the, the year started off right for all of us fishermen. Let me get right into television here, Sergio, and uh, I'll get out of the way. Uh, a couple of things to tell everyone. Uh, 
first of all, tomorrow we're going to run, again, the Big Bass and Bugs. This is um, really a good ep- episode. It's very instructional and informative for those who like hoop netting for, uh, for the lobsters, especially locally. This is, this, this is good hoop netting right inside the Long Beach Federal Breakwater, as we love to call it, the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bona, Bobby Martinez, Robert Nguyen. Uh, we fish, fish the wall for bass and do real well there, and then I'll then get the, the lobster inside the, the wall in Long Beach Harbor, basically. It's really a good in, informative uh, video and exciting. That will uh, premiere tomorrow at 8.30 tomorrow morning, run five times during the week. But what I really wanted to talk about, and I mean, that's a great episode uh, for this next week, but a week from uh, tomorrow, that would be the 16th, mm-hmm. I'm going to air our, we haven't done this for a while, it's the Fish for Life episode with Jim Holden. And it's, uh, incidentally, this is one of our Telly award-winning shows, Sergio, so we're really proud of it. But it, I'm going to run it, and I'm, I'm going to set it up mainly as a tribute to Captain Don Hansen, who... Most people know but uh, by now uh, passed this last week. You know, Don, I'll let you talk about Don. You, you, you really knew him a lot better than me, but, but I, I did know him, and he's an icon in the industry. And that, that episode, again, will air uh, a week from tomorrow for one week, that Fish for Life episode with uh, Don Hansen is actually in that video. So why, why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit, Sergio, about... Uh, Captain Don, we, we're going to miss him. Well, well Donnie, uh, gosh, yeah. he founded um, Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, and they they were he was the one in charge of starting whale watching in Southern California as well. Okay, he definitely an icon, a legend. Okay, especially in West Coast fisheries. He was a mentor to a many. Uh, I'm sure we can talk to most of the captains down there, uh, even Todd Mansour. Okay, um, he, he was definitely a mentor to all these kids. He was definitely the godfather of fishy, fisheries management. Okay, but um, he was a very good guy. I don't know if I can. Yeah. It, 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 you know, somebody said, you know, how was he? Well. He was one of the good guys. Uh, he would bend backwards to help you out and always supported. You know, he was a huge fan of our show. Um, Donna, his daughter, uh, would tell me that he just loved watching the Dana Wharf commercial on <laughs> during the show. So, um, good man, huge loss for the industry. Um, but yeah, uh, reunited with his wife now, Anne. So... Um, big loss, but we definitely send our thoughts and prayers to the entire Hanson family. Um, Donna, Mike, Dave, um, I know he's, there was two other daughters. I want to think Jennifer and Jane, I think, were the were the other two daughters. Um, lot survived by a lot of uh, grandchildren. So anyway, Don Hanson, yeah. we will let, miss you. Let me say this, uh, uh, Sergio, about Don. Um he actually, and I just learned this here yesterday because if, uh, for those who would lo- love to hear kind of an autobiography of Don Hansen, um, go to go to YouTube and Google uh, Dave Hansen, Dana Point, Dave Hansen, Don Hansen. Dave has on there right now, I put it up there this last week, an interview, a recent interview with Don. It's 
It's probably 20 minutes in length. And Don does 90% of the talking, and he talks about the old days and how everything evolved at Dana Wharf, uh, the harbor and Dana Wharf sport fishing. Don actually got his start um, on running a boat uh, off of the, uh, the Sun Fun, Real Fun, off of the San Clemente Pier. This was in the 50s. And you know what? My dad used to take me fishing down there. And I, I talked with Dave yesterday. And uh, anyway, there's, there's a lot of history. You know, he goes back, Don, actually into the 40s. He was a Coast Guard veteran, Korean War veteran, and, and um, spent some time in Guam. Uh, we, we talked about all that. But anyway, uh, there's all that on YouTube. Just Google Dave Hansen. You will find it. But uh, anyway, you're right. It's a great loss, and it's going to be really cool to be able to run that episode with Don in that episode uh, starting week from tomorrow, Sergio. Yeah, well, like I said, great loss. Uh, we'll, we'll play this one in homage to him. And, you know, he loved children. He did a lot for the kids. In fact, uh, Ron, you and I have actually been on one of these trips with the kids. They have that summer program. Uh, it's like a camp, but they go fishing. Yeah, I am. I, um, that's where I met Don. I was actually on from one of those trips, and mm -hmm. uh, he sat there and just talked about it. And, the, you know, it, it, the joy that you got, when he, especially when he talked about the kids, right. about getting them involved in fishing really set him apart from a lot of the other people that I've met. Fish for Life, Friends yeah. of Rollo, uh, Fish for Life um, is a program you guys going to see. These are... Uh, special needs kids, okay? We take them out fishing, and true angels of the world. Uh, just, just unbelievable. Um, Danny, when you, Danny told me, he goes, yeah, I want to do this, and I go, amazing, yeah. amazing. So thank you, Danny, for putting yeah. this one together, because I think it'll play the pay the right tribute to to a good guy. In yeah. fact, I'm looking at here. Steve Carson just posted um, about two minutes ago. Uh, what the Capistrano Dispatch um, posted. There's a nice picture of Don and Donna, okay, there. And um, guys, think Don, Donna, okay? So, and she was very, very close to her dad and um, at the head, really, of uh, Dana Wharf sport fishing. So, again, yeah. look forward for this episode. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it is a good one. And, of course, we'll start off again with uh, tomorrow with Big Bass and Bugs, where where everyone will get to hear Sergio sing, Come on, Fishy, Bite My Wire. <laughs> I yeah. remember that. All right. Hey, i got to go to commercial. You want to okay. stick around? Or are you going? No, I'll, I'll, I'll get going and listen to the rest of the show. There, All right. Thank you. Everybody have a good one. All right. Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA. We'll be right back. AMA 30, KLAA. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. 
Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Ducks Radio AM 830, KLAA. Here come the Jesters. One, two, three. One, two, three. Uh huh, the Jesters. We're all here at Ducks Radio AM 830, KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. Except it's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> and we just lost the sixth month there. Anyway, um, good, good stuff here, guys. I'd like to transition now into salt water. Sound good? Sound good? I know that people don't think a lot is happening in salt water, but there, there, there's a lot of news, a lot of stuff we I'd like to cover. Uh, what's that? I said, yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. Okay, so um, I'd like to start with number one. Um, as of January 1st, you have mm -hmm. to have a fishing license. Okay, people forget you have to have a fishing license when you go out. So get your fishing license. Um, get it done. We're not on that rotating day yet. It'll, that'll happen in 2023, it looks like. Uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife said they had to have the ramp it up. So this year's still the same. You got to get it at the beginning of the year throughout the 31st. Uh, rockfish. Rockfish is closed for the moment. And there's new regulations. We'll talk about that in a moment. And uh, let's see. Um, lots of stuff going on. So before we go much, much further, we do have a caller who can start off the, the saltwater um, scene here. And that is our dear friend from Long Beach Sport Fishing, Birth 55, Mr. Steve Phelps. Good morning, sir, and Happy New Year. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy New Year. Hope everyone's better. We, we, yep. Yeah, we're recovering. Yes, yes. Great, great, great. Well, let's start out with the victory, guys. Um, victory's been doing really well on the sculpin, sand bass. Fishing's been really good for Captain George and Captain Phil. Um, starting out in the morning, fishing the sculpin, getting limits to sculpin and going inside, uh, picking away at the sand bass and calico bass. It's been, it's been pretty good fishing. The victory is running until the 17th. That will be their last day uh, until, you know, until March 1st. They're going to be going down for their annual maintenance. They are online seven days a week. And don't forget, guys, we have extended that uh, $65 special during the week. If you prepaid to the website, it's only $65. So uh, if you want to come out and fish with Captain George and Captain Phil before they shut down for the season, come on out. Uh, book through the website, longbeachsportfishing.com. Click book online or uh, give us a call at 562-432-8993. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I've seen some of the reports. The sculpin, just amazing. And, and and people don't realize sculpin is probably the tastiest tastiest thing that we have in Southern California. Right, Steve? Yeah, that's one of my favorites, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, when you're eating fish, there's a lot of room for personal taste, not to mention the skill of the chef. Very but good. Yeah, but, and by the way, they're not sculpting. 
There's California scorpion fish. That's right. Bingo. Thank okay. you. A scorpion is like a whole different family of fish. Yeah. But well, it's the funny. Name, the name, name sticks, nothing you can do about it. It's funny you mention mm. that because T. Phelps has the same issue with vermilion rockfish versus red snapper. Right, Steve? Yes, sir. Okay. And, red, he's, and he's got a really strong point. Yeah. Red, red, when you say red snapper, we, we, locally we think of the rockfish, but it has absolutely right. nothing to do with what a red snapper really is. Okay. Red snapper, Steve, uh, a little bit about red snapper? The well, true one? The, the true red snapper is not even caught in, in the Pacific Ocean. They're caught in the Gulf of Mexico and along the eastern U.S. seaboard. Um, and, and they have their own uh, uh, fisheries management issues, which we don't have time to get into. Um, but interestingly, on restaurant menus and in fish markets, there's over 20 different species of fish that are legal to call red snapper that are not red snapper. And vermilion rockfish is just one of them. Uh-huh. So uh, pretty much, you know, uh, and I don't want to insult our, uh, our listeners, but, but I might. Flatlanders <laughs> think that any red ocean fish is a red snapper. And, you know, what are you going to do? Right, right. So yeah, so uh, California scorp- uh, California sculpin. How's that one? <laughs> California scorpion fish. Yes, absolutely. All right. So uh, Steve, it's been really, really good. I, I heard on um, almost limits on on every day, right? Yeah, it's been real. It's been really good. You know, um, some days are better than others. That's fishing, but um, it's good to get out. Nice, nice light loads. The weather finally uh, straightened out been really nice weather just a little cold in the morning make sure you guys dress warm in the morning but uh other than that it's been it's been really good really fun yeah it really yeah you know and i noticed this morning the fog finally lifted we had some really really dense fog the last few days but i think that's because it's, it's warming up okay it's it hasn't been as cold okay which is, which is it's nice it has been it's been warming up so get out there and fish people don't realize this is a great time to get on a three-quarter day boat because you never know what you're going to catch uh you like you say you target the morning the sculpt and go for the bass in the afternoon but that could be a halibut it could be um anything out there so don't forget there's there is such a thing as called winter yellowtail there's been a quite a few caught off the coast so you never know when you'll run into those all right steve so the game in town right now is the victory correct yeah well we have one more option for you guys uh if you'd like to if you've never done it we do have uh the r on the r fishing sand dab wednesday through sunday 9 a.m to 5 p.m um and there is no limit on sand dab guys and they they went out on wednesday that was their first trip and by sand uh sand dab standards it was you know, fair fishing, but they ended up with around 60 around on the sand dab. So okay, it's been, it's been there. really good fishing. 60 around. Okay. That's, so that's, that's an average day. That's yeah. actually kind of a slow day, but you know, that's, that's I, it, to me, that's a good day, but it's been, it's been good. They've been averaging 50 or 60 around. Um, they are getting out Sunday. It looks like they're getting out Sunday for sure. I made that trip a go. They're leaving at nine. So if you guys want to, want to try that, if you've never done that, you're going to need a heavy rod. Uh, you're going to be wanting to fish one to two pounds of lead and sand dab rigs. We have all that at the landing. Mm-hmm. But uh, give it a try. You know, sand dabs are expensive in the restaurants, guys. So. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a great fish to, uh, to catch if you want to, you know, stock up the fridge, absolutely the freezer. They're very, very good white meat. 
Uh, sand dab beaters in, in say here. You, uh, Tony? I've never tried it yet. No? no. Ron, no? Never tried it. Steve Carson? Uh, I haven't done the uh, the uh, no-limit style. No, no. Ha, ha, have you tried? Have you tried? Have yeah, you... I've caught them to get them for lingcod bait, which are also uh, really Yeah, really but have for. you ever eaten one? Oh, are you kidding? All the time. Okay, so they're they're very tasty. That's they're really good. That's what I hear. Yeah, so it's a great, you know, it, it's not that difficult to catch, which is really cool because you can really load up the freezer. And um, how do you uh, fillet them? <laughs> you don't. Very not, carefully. No, I don't think, I think if you, don't they just gill and gut, Steve? Yeah, they just yeah, pretty, pretty much nice. head and gut, uh, mm-hmm. you know, head and gut, kind of take the slime off the outside there. You can cook them whole. They kind of just peel off off the bone you could fry them or whatever you want to do they're they're really good eating if you're really good you can play a decent size sand uh sand dab i know i can play a sand dab but mm-hmm. yeah some people can't really fillet the sand dabs they're really you know they're on the small side you, you kind of fillet them like a halibut if you're right with filleting halibut but it's a little, little tricky but you can cook you can cook them whole excellent excellent eating guys excellent eating all right steve um how do they get a hold of the landing longbeachsportfishing.com once again there's like a book online tab at the top of the page very very easy uh, scroll down to the trip you'd like to go on there's a little green button you click on that if you don't have an account set yourself up an account if you have any issues or questions uh, give us a call at 562-432-8993 and I hope you guys uh, all have a great new year and everyone be safe alright you too Steve and we look forward to seeing you soon brother all right, you guys take care. Thanks a lot. All right, excellent. That was Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing, Birth 55. Okay, so let's start there. Okay, what, what's what's going on here locally? Well, we had some rain in the last few weeks. We've had um, you know cold, very, very cold water. Um, and the rockfish is shot down. So I'm going to go to Carson on this one, and we're going to talk about some new regulations, okay, that have come forward. Okay, I wish I knew where they got the science. Steve, did you know where they got the science out of this? Uh, I, I don't know where they got specific science, but... It's from the, the air. Hand, it's from the air. It's from the air. They just grab their hands and just, oh, let's grab this. Let's grab that. There's no way of them knowing what's happening down there, but that's just me, Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, actually yeah, talk. Don't get, me, don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> you or me. All right. So uh, let's just start with what new rules we have. You got them? Well, uh, I, I don't have right in front of me, but the short version is is that uh, the vermilion rockfish, the, the, the overall rockfish limit will still be ten, mm-hmm. but the sub limit on Vermilion, a.k.a. red rockfish, not a.k.a. red snapper. Vermilion rockfish, the sublimit is going from five to four. And the sublimit of copper rockfish and quillback rockfish is going to one. Right. So that, that means out of your ten rockfish, uh, if, and, and here's the problem with all that, is it's pretty impossible if you're down there to go, oh, you can bite, you can bite. No, oh, I already got my limit of view. You can't bite. Right. And, you know, certainly there are um, some very, very good decompression devices uh, on the market, and most boats carry them now. Um, you know, when you've got a, a boatload of passengers, 25 passengers cranking up rockfish, 
you know, fast and furious, it's hard to get them all back down there if you've got hope. Oh, got to let that one go. Oh, got to let that one go. Now, the boat limit, the concept of boat limits does apply, but um, when you got a sublimit of one on coppers and a sublimit of one on quillbacks, needless to say, it doesn't take very long to fill that for the entire boat. Yeah, so, now I'll be honest with you, uh, I, yeah. I haven't caught a California quillback in I don't know how long. Uh, but copper fish, copper rockfish, yes. And, and the problem is you, they don't, you can only keep one. And I, I don't know how they base this, but it's crazy. But anyway, that's the new rule. We're going to live by it. Starting March 1st, you can only have four vermilion, one quillback, and one copper. All right, we're going to take a short break here. This is Ducks Radio, AM 830KLAA. This way, Steve and I, we can cool off, and we'll come back and talk to you some more. Angler Chronicles, we'll be right back. Ducks Radio, AM 830, KLAA. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AM830, KLAA, and um, did you calm down, Steve? I calmed down. Did you calm down? I'm never going to calm down, ever. <laughs> All right. Well, let me do this. We've got a caller here. I want to go to him. Um, uh, he's calling from Lake Elsinore, California. He wants to talk about fishing in Mexico. Brian, good morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year to all of you, my friends. Happy New Year. So you got a question uh, about fishing in Mexico? Actually, no. I was, I was calling to see if um, the the Mexican fleet, have you guys heard anything? Have they started their bluefin 
fishing. Oh, you mean you mean the San Diego there. fleet going into Mexico? No, 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 no. I mean the uh, the 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 bluefin, the Mexican fleet fishing for the bluefin tins. Oh, 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 the commercial fishing. The commercial I, fleet. Have uh, they started, or what's the latest? I don't know anything, Steve. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, they've already started. Uh, they're 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 well south of us. They're kind of down in the area of the Ranger Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, I mean they started on New Year's Day, and that that's actually a good thing because these days the quotas compared to historically, where there were no quotas, but these days the quotas are relatively small, you know, on, on, as, as good as the population is a bluefin. So once they get done with their quota... They're done. They're literally done. They go home and they go fish for something else some other place. Uh, so, yeah, they're down there getting them, and uh, hopefully they'll do really well and be done and, uh, and go home. There you go. Does that answer your question, Brian? Awesome, awesome. Yep, yep. Just looking for a for a heads up to see how, how far they were. So yeah, I mean, and, 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 and I should I should add, um, there's a boat that left last night. Uh, I believe the Pacifica mm-hmm. um, was on a bluefin or bust trip. Correct. And uh, U.S. waters. They were not buying the Mexican permit. They were they were plainly telling everybody it's going to be U.S. waters. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you will find out probably sometime later today if, uh, if they're still up there. Yeah, well, there, there's fish there. They haven't gone anywhere. It's a matter of just locating them in the area and getting them to bite. So that's all good. Brian, I hope that answered your question. Perfect, perfect, guys. Excellent. Thank you for listening in and coming from Lake Elsinore, one of our favorite places in the world. All right. All right. Thank you, Brian. All right. Let me go to Captain Rick Scott. I imagine I don't, are you still in Montana? You still are you done with the duck duck goose? I am done, but I'm still here. Oh, you're get still in Montana. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get out playing in a couple hours and head home, so I'll be back home tonight. Okay, well let me the, the, here's the advice I hope you you heed. Um, water freezes at 32 <clears throat> degrees. So there's no reason to be outside under 32. You were sure. you were in a blind with minus one. Yeah, Is, that's that's the temperature where the stuff inside of your nose starts to freeze. Check that out. <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> Check that out. So how you doing, Rick? That's good to know. I'm doing great, great, great. Had a great, uh, great uh, couple weeks off here up here. Had fun. Did a little bit of fishing. Did some hunting and. Now it's time to go back home and get back to work. Yeah, in fact, I want you to set a date aside. Friday, March 25th, I need you to put that aside. I'm going to require your services, sir. You are? Yes, yes, okay. Okay, are we going fishing? We're going to go fishing. We're going to go, uh, we're going to, we have a big project here we're working on. It's called the, uh, uh, what is it? Branch, uh, anyway, we have Army, Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force, and Air Force right. biting, uh, fighting it out on different boats. So, I'm gonna need your awesome. services, okay? So, uh, cool. we'll go do that. All right, so awesome. the ocean on us, see back on the water when? Um, not till June. We're gonna, we're gonna haul out here on the 11th, um, do some boat work, uh, school trips. Hopefully, we'll start here next month. Uh, maybe March, depending on what's going on with the new variants of this thing going around. But uh, she did get the schedule up last week, 
So the schedule's been up since the first. You can look at that right online. Uh, book your trips. Trips are some of them are booking pretty quick, and uh, but uh, a lot of trips are picking people up already. And you can uh, check that out online. Yeah, we have three trips with you. What uh, two and a half, two day and a half, and right. one uh, two and a half day. Right. We have one on July thirteenth through the fifteenth, and then we have our two and a half day on September sixth through the ninth. And then we have their last trip, uh, October 26th, 28th. All right. So there we go. Okay. So the day, the day and a half, the day and a half, so go ahead and book through Dina or online. Mm-hmm. Two and a half, of course, will be booked through. You guys have to get a hold of right. Ron, I would assume. Yeah. I, I, I have to interrupt you because this is hilarious. I almost fell over in my chair. Danny Jackson's listening to you, the sheriff. And he says, Rick is involved in foul play. That's good stuff. F O W L. Foul. Uh, Danny Jackson, bright one. I love it. He's so he's definitely awake. I love that. All right. So uh, that was funny. That was funny. All right. So listen, we're looking forward to it, Rick. And um, you're gonna be near our area here, Orange County, LA, or you're gonna haul it out in San Diego? I uh, will be down in San Diego. Okay. So I'm gonna be, be stuck in the boatyard for a couple weeks and. Uh, Get things fixed up and get it ready for the season. All right. We're looking forward to it. You know we can't wait to get on the Ocean Odyssey. That's 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 our home boat in San Diego. So all right, Rick. Well listen, I'm I'm have a very, very safe trip back home. And then uh, why don't you plan on coming in on Saturday? Okay. And uh we'll get some stuff done. Okay? Yeah, see what I can do. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right, you know what I can we'll, we'll see what happens with the, the yard here. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, we have yeah, don't I'd like to come in and show. What's that? You mean come in and do a show? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we'll see if we can get Dina to say anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck. She won't even get out of bed to come. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rick. Have a safe trip back from Montana, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. You got it. All right, it's Captain. All right, Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey out of H and M Landing. Okay, we got a caller here. Let me go to our caller here, Mr. John. Good morning, John. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year to all you guys. I hear you've all been under the weather. You know, we've been under the weather, but now I think we're above the weather because um, I still have a little nasally, but that's just that could be allergies at this point. Um, you know, Tony's doing better. Ron's doing better. I'm doing better. Ben's doing a little bit better. And so, it, yeah, we're getting better. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Hanging in there. Very good. For my friend Sergio to call me so we can go out on the water, but it's been cold. It's been cold. You know what? I thought about going this this last week, but I wouldn't let him. No, not only was it cold, I opened the front door, and I could not see across the street. And the center (laughs) caught the fog. The fog was really bad, and and, you know I, I, I. we don't have radar on the center console, so you know it's still visual. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I was out with. Um, let's see, I was with uh, the last trip. We had a big fog come in, William. and I was with William and Cooper. Okay, Hooper, Hooper, um, and we were traveling probably 25 miles an hour. There was some dense fog. And we're just talking. I happened to look up. When I looked up in the sky, I saw the top of the uh, of one of these container ships. Okay, 
You have no idea how quickly I had to turn that thing. But I, I almost made contact with the container. You could not wow. see the container ship. The only reason I saw it is because you know, they re they're so high. It, there was some clearing yeah. above the clouds, and I could see the, the, the top. I go, oh, my God. So, yeah, that kind of changed uh, the speed for the rest of the day until it cleared off. Yeah. yeah. So we got to be very yeah. careful, John. You know I love taking you out fishing on the center console. The AC sled is always waiting for you. And we will take uh, you out soon, okay? But it's been cold. Hey, hey, yeah. hey John, it's Ron. Yeah. Hey, um, say hi to Mike Blue. He yes, says sir. to say hi to you. Very cool. Okay. Say very hi cool. right now. Say hi, uh, Mike. Glad to see you. Maybe we'll see you at Taco Tuesday. Yeah, that would be great to see yeah. Mike Blue at uh, Taco Tuesday. Captain Mike Blue. Captain Mike. He was on the yeah. victory for many years. And I thank him because, you know, um, you fished a couple of spots, John, that um, that Captain Mike Blue gave us on the center console. We've been, ever, yes, never, I have. we've been lucky to get some nice spots from him. All right, well, listen, Happy New Year. My consigliere, okay, you and Cliff, right. my consigliere. So, uh, although I think I lost you guys to Rhonda, right? Yep. Well, that just depends on how you look at it. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my brother, I love you, and looking forward to fishing with you this entire year. Okay, John. Okay, stay safe, guys. All right, thank you. I was John Santangelo, a dear friend of, of Angler Chronicles. All right, um, we've got about a mm, little bit less than in this segment, and then we have one more. Uh, what else am I missing? One big thing saltwater. that we're missing, saltwater, is the lobster fishing. We're still good to lobster for a couple right. more months, and since we're doing bugs and bass hey, and fishing. I haven't heard anything. How How is it going? I it's mean, actually pretty good. It Everybody's hush-hush. Huh? Yeah, it's a real hush-hush <laughs> deal. So mm -hmm. how, how deep are you getting the, the lobsters? So the last time we went out, we were fishing, and we were, we were lobstering in about 30 feet, uh, 30 to 20 feet. It wasn't it wasn't at all very deep. We were, we were on one of the harbors and one, you know, one of the rock areas. Which and, you will, uh, guys will probably see in our episode tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh -huh. And you know, it's it's just about you got to go out and like everything else, like fishing. If it's if it's if they're not in one spot, you got to move. You got to pick up your hoops and move. So if you have ten hoops, you're you're likely to spread them out over you know a certain distance. When you start to find the ones and you're getting bugs, whether they're shorts or or full size, that's where you that's where you keep fishing. That's where they're at. That's where they're crawling. And uh, the rain definitely brings a lot of um, a lot of mixture in, into the salt water, so it, it aggravates them a little bit and it makes them active. But lobster season is in full gear, and it is uh, it's great. You know, um, they're so tasty. Now I do eat lobster. I Good. love lobster. I was I wondering about that. And uh, the spiny lobster is a lot better than the main lobster. Right. Okay. It's a, it seems to be sweeter to me. So I really do that. I just can't it's believe. California sun. You know what? You know what? Uh, you know the, uh, <laughs> a nickname for them is the cockroaches of the sea. Of the sea. Now, when you say rain and stuff, well, that turns everything up. When it turns, it turns everything up. These just like catfish, they they get very active. Okay. So, um, when was the last time you went out, Tony? Uh, we went out, uh, there was a couple of weeks ago, there was a tournament that we did, um, that we were a part of. That was How'd the, you do? 
good. We we pulled in three nice keepers. The the big ones of the night. I mean, even even a four or five pound lobster looks amazing. When you see it up against a thirteen pound lobster or oh, yeah. a ten pound lobster, these things are Jurassic. They're huge. And uh, fortunately, we've got some really great fishermen that do let those things go the back. Bigger ones, or? they do. Most most everybody releases them. They're they're older. They're probably fifty years old or plus. And so, you know, giving back to the to the sea. I don't. I, I will tell you this: uh, a medium size tail tastes a lot better yes. than a very large tail that doesn't get as uh, tough. Okay, so maybe that's why you release the big one. It's possible. I don't know. I've had some. I've had a lot of lobster, and they'll taste pretty good. So okay, well, I haven't <laughs> I gotten know. any from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we can do yeah. a trade. We're, trade, trade, yeah. trade, <laughs> trade. Wait oh, a minute! Wait, 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 wait! wait. Yeah. They got. We, we, you want to bring out the tally? Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, yes, let's talk about that. This, that if they're still crawling. They're until, still crawling until when? Uh, well, the season ends on March. Um, March, I think, 14th for lobster season. Uh, March 16th this year. So okay. March 16th goes from October 2nd to March 16th. So we've got three full months of lobstering. I know we just stocked up turners as, you know, the, the bite on lobster attractant. We've got turners all stocked up. We've got all the local tackle stores stocked up. It's a great time to get out there. I mean, if you're going to go out, lobstering by itself is, you know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of work. But the uh, the bounty that you get, the food that you get, and the, you get to share with people. Oh okay. man, Ron, what he just did is worth a few tails. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just mentioned the bite on fish. Yes, and everybody wants to go bugging, but it's cold. It's gonna get. It's it's a little bit chilly, and um, you know you got to suit up. We've got some gear that you know keeps you dry for the most of the night. But uh, last time most we of the night. most of the <laughs> night just well, yeah. depends on how crazy it gets. Last time we went out, we were we we must have pulled uh, I don't know 60, 60 hoops. So it can get tough, but the uh, the take is great. Yeah, I'm still looking. I'm still waiting for my lobsters. All right, everybody, hang on tight. <laughs> this is Ducks Radio AMA 30K LAA. Maybe with or without Tony. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> what? We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway, Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. 
There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. This is Angry Chronicles. And, uh, Steve, we decided to uh, keep Tony. <laughs> okay. He owes us some major lobster tails. Oh, you know, we, yeah. had, we, had, we want to go to Lake Elsinore and have some lobster at your house. A lobster barbecue. And then I'll bring a few home. Tony, Tony, remember the going price is 26 bucks a pound. That's right. <laughs> All right. And I have to give you the going so, Okay, so let me do the math here. <laughs> well, yeah, let me do that. Let me, yeah, let's do the math on okay. airtime and all this, that. The cost hold, on, of hold on, hold on. Okay, advertising. 46,000. Divided into. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's got a personal tab with 64, no, $46,664. Oh. At remember. least it's not growing. We don't These have any interest on that. Bad bets he right? makes. Okay, well, anyway, Andrew, is there anything you hey. want to add? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, what? He's, he owes us 2,076 lobsters. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> At seven, seven a day? According you, you to, yeah, that'll okay. take a while. All right. Uh, Andrew, you have anything left for uh, saltwater you want to touch on? Uh, no, that's it. Just uh, just get out there and catch them. And yeah. remember, uh, you know, everything's open if you're fishing on shore. That's right. Okay. So uh, one thing I do want to mention is one more time. Next week will be the call-in uh, day. What you're going to do is you're going to call in. You're going to say hello. We're going to talk to you for a few seconds. We'll get your name, and then you'll leave your phone number. You must have those two things done. Once you do that, Ron will get a list. He will transpose the names with the phone number onto a raffle ticket. And then then what we'll do, we'll take all those raffle tickets, which will be, what, 40 maybe, 50 calls I can maybe. get in in an hour, in two hours. Whatever that is, we'll go into the bin, and we will raffle it off at Taco Tuesday on January 25th. And it's only five prizes that you're going for, but they're big prizes, five yeah. big things, okay? okay. And, and they'll be padded, too, and I mean padded. Fishing syndicate rod, but it'll come, I'm sure, with a T-shirt and a hat and some other goodies. Same thing with the reel, same thing with everything else. And uh, Tony, you think you could spice up the uh, um, Palmdale Fin and Feather um, uh, membership? Oh, 100%. Away with some bite on nice there. Nice pro be, pack. That would be good. And um, okay, so, so you have and the, the two trips, okay? And remember, guys, when you call in, don't give your phone number out over the air. No, no, just, not over the air. We'll take your name, <laughs> yeah. but the, our uh, great, yeah. awesome... Uh, Board operator, yeah. uh, so you'll be calling. Leilani will take care you'll of your phone number. You'll be calling. You have to be that very, very good, though. You have to be very, very patient. Yeah. Okay. And when you're on, do not hang up. Okay. Just hang in there. Make sure your name is given, and we write it down first and last name on the air. Just your first name is fine, and mm -hmm. then leave a phone number, and then Ron will take those names and transpose them over to a, a raffle ticket, and we'll go ahead and pick it at. Taco Tuesday. All right, five winners. Do you have to be? Do you have to be there at Taco Tuesday? As long as we have the phone number, you do not have to be there. Uh, correct. Good. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So preferably oh, yeah. you're present. Because I uh, hate shipping a rod, 
And an eight-foot rod, we can break it down into uh, three two pieces. pieces. Give it to Tony. I'll give it to two pieces. Two four-footers <laughs> a lot easier to ship. <laughs> anyway, all good. All right. Um, as far as the local fishing, I'm just just heads up, guys. When it gets cold like this, and I would tell you December, January, February, and, and sometimes into March, a lot of I love bass fishing off the coast. Um, these fish go deeper for some reason. I have no idea. Find a deep reef, okay? And I mean deep, I mean anywhere between 80 to 200 feet. Okay, we've caught, Ron, you and I have caught some amazing yeah. uh, calicos uh, in very, very deep water. Think of uh, cedros, okay? Oh my goodness. When we couldn't find them on the shore, they were all in deep water. So just, they're very active. They'll suspend themselves. Sand bass will be closer to the bottom. And it's crazy out there, okay? There's some very, very big fish to be caught. You just have to exercise patience. This is when your line selection, your everything matters right now, okay? I've caught some of my biggest sand bass always in the winter. So um, just just word there. Uh, Steve, any, anything you want to add to the bass fishing locally? Uh, use a lot of raid. Uh, use use all braid and just a short leader because the bites are pretty darn subtle in the cold water. And if you have uh, a bunch of monofilament, a bunch of stretch, you might not even know you got a bite. Correct, correct. Also be aware, um, a lot of these areas, if you're in reef, you may pick up uh, some rockfish. Remember, you cannot keep any rockfish. And watch this question. Steve Carson, can you keep a sheephead? Uh, no. No. Can you keep a whitefish? Yes. Very good. Okay, so those are the little things that you guys got to figure this, this this out. I highly recommend everybody go to the Department of Fish and Wildlife and their identification cards. Look up what a copper rockfish looks like so you don't confuse them. Same thing with the, um, with the vermilion. Okay, the vermilion, I think we're more accustomed to it, but the copper... People don't necessarily know that's a copperfish. Okay, they give them all these. They don't know the name copper rockfish. They, you know, they they are much more familiar with the with the popular name. I'm not really quite sure how it got popular of chucklehead. Right. <laughs> but but that that's a copper rockfish. Right, and chuckleheads can get pretty big. They'll be. I've caught some amazing yeah. species. I amazing fish. But hey, be aware you can only have one. Uh, quill rock. Uh, quillbacks, you know, I, I see a lot of those up in Alaska and Canada, but yeah, I, British it's... Columbia, but no, nah, not down here. The quillbacks are pretty common in the Bay Area. In the Bay Area, okay, there you go. Okay, so having said that, I think the the key thing and the takeaway here is this: um, just because it's cold doesn't mean you can't go fishing. Okay, uh, I think it shows today. Uh, you can go to just about any lake and catch something right now. So it's a great way to go out and catch some trout. You can still catch some largemouth bass. There's still some uh, catfish out there. So if you like the lakes and crappie, go out to the lakes and get out there. The ocean. Sergio, yeah. you know what they say in Scotland? <clears throat> What's that? There's no such thing as bad weather, only inadequate clothing. I like that because in Scotland, it's always cold. It's always muggy and raining. I've been there. So um, 
my point is, get out there. It's a brand new year, okay? Uh, I know everybody's all freaked out with this Omicron. Don't worry about too much. Just do the precautions that you got to do. But see, when you go fishing, you're outside. And chances are, not too many people are going to be by you. This is the most fantastic. Mm-hmm. Think about these guys that fish the lakes and you're shoulder to shoulder. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you well, well, you know, I got an option too is you can still go out there and surf fish, boys and girls. Well, that's and what I'm saying, some, yeah. Surf fishing. Out there. Uh, in fact, now that I'm a little bit better, I was just thinking about it, doing it this Sunday. We'll see, you know, see what happens. Yeah, and, uh, just the warm weather, like Steve says. You know, to make sure you have some booties. You definitely yep. don't want to get cold. The, the water is chilly. Yep. I heard it's 59, 58 degrees. So, it is chilly. It'll get you. But Sergio, that that brings up a really good point. If you're shore-based fishing, that means if you're surf casting, rock fishing off of rocks, or even fishing off of a pier. You can keep rockfish. That's exactly. Thank you. I was going to. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's repeat well, that again. I was just, just that, that, that's sort of the uh, the asterisk or the loophole in the law. Yep. So uh, just something to keep in mind. Okay. All right. All right, and you know what? I uh, I'll send everybody to Friends of Angler Chronicles. Danny posted up one of his favorite fish to eat. He just love them. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he, he's got them on ice. He loves, uh, you know, catching the sculpin. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. California scorpion. California scorpion fish, yeah. That's better. Okay. All right. Um, let me see. Uh, I've got a question here, Tony. Did the Long Beach Turners get stocked with Bidon? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Gary, yep, But yes. I would definitely call them first because it seems to go pretty fast. It goes pretty fast. So, okay, I hope that answers that question. And um, I forgot. I'm sorry, Leilani, I didn't hear how much time we have left. Okay, we had a little, little less than four minutes. All right, so, Ron, you've got the schools almost done, right? Uh, yeah, we're believe it or not, folks, we're about 90% done. We're just waiting for, you know, with the passing of our legend, uh, uh, Don Hansen, we're kind of waiting on um, uh, Dana Wharf. Uh, but um, we're done, and... We got some good trips. Yeah, we got some really good trips coming, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay, and uh, don't forget about all the community events we have scheduled for 2022. Oh Tons of kids events, hopefully with this uh, well, new I can, variation. Well, I, I can announce this so far; it's on the books. I don't know if it'll happen because of COVID. Right. But Olive Crest is back on this year, so we're going awesome. to return, returning to Olive Crest. We will be filming that. Uh, we will be doing the Battle of the Branches, I remember. Battle of the Branches, of the, where oh. we're going to have Army on one boat, Navy on another boat, Air Force on a third boat, and the Marines on a fourth boat. When is it? And um, it'll be March 25th. The veterans have already been sought out. Everything is set up already. And we're going to take these guys out. And we're going to see who catches the biggest fish. What's going to really be funny is, I don't know, March 25th, if we're on to the tuna or if we're going rockfish. It's just a full day trip. And we can't fish. We, Ron, we, all we can do is help out. Yep. And we're going to see which branch is going to win. Okay? Well, we, we did that veterans thing this last year, and it was one of the coolest things I've done in a while, man. Very rewarding. Very rewarding. Yeah, it was. Uh, can't wait to do it. I, I, I'm really excited about it. And so. Yeah, we help our voice. And these are guys who are active, okay? Yeah. There will be some veterans, veterans yeah. but we're going to get some active um, armed forces. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, maybe, Carson, you can meet us at the dock and say hello. Yeah. 
That could be fun. Okay, yeah. We got the PCS show coming up. We got the PCS show mid-February. Uh, we're going to be doing the opener at Palm Palm Their Fin and Feather. We're going to be talking at the uh, Laguna Rod and Gun Club. When is that um, again? That is on the 22nd of February, Tony. Okay. okay. Got so it. So we got that as Put well. It in my calendar. All right. <laughs> um, got the Mile Square Kids event coming up. That'll be actually. That is happening, right? No. It, I do not believe it's going to happen this year Postponed. in March. Really? Um, yeah, because they're still worried about this. But. I believe it might be put off until October. Until October, okay. right? Okay, good. Right. Well, they got to wait for the weather swings. So, yeah. sure, because they they did they did have one last year, right? And I will talk with her name's Orchid as well, and uh-huh. I will talk to her. Uh, um, uh, I think I told her I'd call her February third. Okay, so, so talk something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of planned. I mean, we're going to be probably heading back to British Columbia this year, maybe back to Alaska. We're going to. I don't know if we're going to go to Cedros, but we will go to Bahia de Los Angeles. We're, I'm looking at a Loretto trip. To, by the way, Loretto, <laughs> they've gone crazy. We will be down at Van Warmers again this year, maybe once or twice. Okay, why are you laughing? Ben just texted me. But I miss you bad, man. <laughs> oh, okay. So, then Ben, time to ask him, where, uh, how's he feeling? He's feeling, hey, how you feeling, man? He, I, he's on, listen. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, we're almost done here. I just want to wish everybody a very, very happy new year. And oh, I'm glad everybody's feeling a little more healthy. But get outside. Get outside. Breathe the fresh air. Okay. Andrew, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm doing all right. Just kind of getting over the same thing, that cold. Um, you know, but like you're saying, go outside. It helps. Absolutely. Get, out, get on the water, get the fresh air, you know, the, the stay away from people, but <laughs> you can't get sick, you know, flinging around. <laughs> All right, everybody, take care of yourselves, okay? Uh, Angler Chronicles, we're ready for 2022, so bring it on, okay? Uh, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you next week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.